The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Coronavirus hysteria isn't going anywhere. That's just one of my predictions for 2021 that I discuss on the next episode of Rob Smith is Problematic. Why don't I think the hysteria is going anywhere? Because all the power grabs and government control that come along with it have become a new religion for the left. As for politics, a Joe Biden presidency, and the mainstream media, well, I've got a lot to say about what you can expect in 2021. Tune in and buckle up. Listen to Rob Smith is Problematic every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Newt. Due to the virus, I'm recording from home. So you may notice a difference in audio quality. On this episode of Newt's World, I want to leap way out of all that everyday stuff and the petty gossip and whatever it is that people chat about on these various talk shows. And I want to talk about the 20s. You know, when I was young, the 20s, of course, referred to the 1920s. And that was sort of a roaring decade when amazing things were happening and Americans were doing all sorts of stuff. Lindbergh was flying across the Atlantic Ocean by himself and becoming an American hero. Prohibition was in, which meant that just like with masks today, many Americans were finding a way to get around the rules. And it was a time when women were beginning to be truly liberated coming out of World War I and a time of substantial economic wealth. So looking back on the 20s, then later on historians start arguing about what it really meant. And I want to talk now about the new 20s, the 2020s.
I think every once in a while you ought to step back from the immediate mess and all of the gossip and all the little things that we focus on and try to get a sense of what's out there. I describe it as looking at a fog bank and trying to see, you know, what's that shape in the fog? Is it a mountain? Is it a whale along the ocean? Is it an airplane? What is it you kind of see, but you don't see? And I think that there are some big things, and we don't get around to them because our current news media and our current political structure really doesn't lend itself to this kind of a discussion. But I want to start overseas and then go to technology and then come back here at home. Overseas, I think the 20s are going to be the time that China truly emerges as a worldwide figure directly competing with us and having alliances start to shape so that you'll see some countries that decide their futures with China. This will, I think, particularly be true in Africa and maybe to a slightly lesser extent in Latin America. I wouldn't be at all surprised in the 20s to see Venezuela, Cuba, Nicaragua, and potentially several other countries decide that they are really part of an anti-American Chinese alliance that will have replaced the collapsing Russian alliance as the Russians just economically can't compete because they don't have any money and they don't have an economy that produces anything. I think the biggest single story of the 20s will be the rise of China and the countervailing response of other countries, countries like India, for example, which will strengthen itself directly in response to the Chinese emergence. I think the second big question, people talk about black swans, the idea of an event occurring that nobody had thought about. So in a sense, the rise of COVID, certainly if you were Donald Trump and you were at the peak of economic growth and everything was perfect in February, you'd have to say that March brought a black swan in the form of COVID. And I think that you have to look for those kind of events. And I think that you have to say with North Korea having nuclear weapons, with Iran getting nuclear weapons, with Pakistan having nuclear weapons, as well as India, what are the dangers or the potential for some kind of event to occur that's just the result of having so many different variables moving simultaneously that you get a crisis of crises? And certainly that could break out. You could imagine stumbling into a huge fight between Israel and the Arabs on one side and Iran on the other side. You could imagine either Russia or China deciding to side with Iran. A lot of different variables. I think you also have to look at, if you think of the 20s as a decade-long process, what happens with the steady increase in Islamist behavior? When you look, for example, in Nigeria, a place that we normally don't pay much attention to, although it's the most heavily populated country in Africa, and where recently several hundred young boys were kidnapped by a Islamist force, Boko Haram, which is a part of a worldwide coalition of Islamists. What happens there? The danger of, for example, sub-Saharan Africa being dislocated in a way that you have a wave, not one or two million people as in Syria, but 30 or 40 million people migrating towards Europe on a scale that the Europeans just can't cope with. Also, when you look at the 20s as a long decade and you go back a decade, 
and you look at how much France has decayed in its ability to confront Islam, and you look at the recent beheadings of several people, for example, or the televised killing of a policewoman in her home by an Islamist who was then killed by the police, the French have a crisis. We see no evidence that the trend line is going to change. So you'd have to say that a decade from now, France will probably be more Islamist than Christian, that the government will be intimidated by the Islamist faction, and that that will have effects across all of Europe. In terms of Europe as a whole, I think the economic repercussions of a government strategy of closing down and destroying businesses will be felt at least for the first half of the decade. People underestimate how easily governments can destroy economies and how hard it is to restart those economies. So some people who are looking naively out there and thinking, oh, we'll be back to normal by next June. I can just tell you, talking from Italy, that is not possible. And in fact, given the rate at which we have not solved these problems, I'm not sure when tourism comes back. If tourism doesn't come back, hotels and restaurants collapse, the Italian economy collapses, the Greek economy collapses, There are huge forces out there. The other side of that is a fascinating parallel that's brought on by technology, which is the countries that were really, really important because of oil, Saudi Arabia being the best example, Russia being the second best example, the combination of oil and natural gas increases, combined with a really dramatic breakthrough technologically in having new kinds of technologies, particularly solar power, which is beginning to drop in price to where it's going to be genuinely competitive. All of these things are coming together. And if the current movement towards a small, very safe nuclear reactor system, totally different from the giant nuclear reactors of the last 70 years, but if we start getting a genuinely small, totally safe nuclear reactor system, you're going to see huge decline in the importance of oil and gas. Natural gas will begin to be important as a petrochemical feed for things like plastics, but the result will be very substantial dislocations in centers of wealth. So all of these things will be going on simultaneously. I was always struck by a comment of Bill Gates that you get less done in one year and more done in five years than you expect. And I think the same thing happens here. Trend lines that look tiny in one or two year perspectives, if they keep building, can look gigantic in 10 years. You see that this trend line pattern, say in cell phones, go back and look a very few years ago at what cell phones were like, how limited they were, how few things they did. And now look at the worldwide pattern of smartphones where you can watch your movie on the internet virtually anywhere on the planet. These things are all just remarkable changes. Well, the same thing is going to be happening over the next decade. It's going to happen in terms of the ability to use computing. It's going to happen in terms of the ability to generate energy. It's going to happen in medicine where there are going to be all sorts of breakthroughs. And each of these will have its own added complexity. Right now, we're learning the hard way because of COVID that we've actually built in a system that allows us to work and talk from almost anywhere. So with things like Zoom or GoToMeeting, or FaceTime. We just have amazing capabilities that 30 years ago would have seemed like science fiction. All of that is going to accelerate, and all of it's going to interact with other patterns. 
you're also going to see a revolution in military capabilities. There's the rise of drones in huge numbers, very small drones with artificial intelligence. And you're presently going to see certainly the Chinese and probably the United States and maybe Russia build entire fleets of drones. So the, one of the challenges, for example, to Taiwan could easily be 20,000 drones coming across the straits simultaneously. And then how do you deal with them? What is your anti-tiny drone strategy? Twenty twenty is finally over and a new year is here. But the coronavirus pandemic is still ongoing and millions of Americans are hurting economically. This week on Out Loud with Gianno Caldwell, I dig into how to best move forward, strengthen our economy, and put more money in your pocket with Charles Payne, the host of Making Money with Charles Payne on the Fox Business Network. Charles is a best selling author and the founder and CEO of Wall Street Strategies, an independent stock market research firm. Charles and I also discuss what to expect in twenty twenty one, China's impact on our economy and his inspiring story of growing up in poverty and becoming one of the leading voices on cable television. Listen to Out Loud with Gianno Caldwell every Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters— I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Artificial intelligence is going to get more and more powerful. It is already true today that with the right artificial intelligence, you can learn more about a patient from the artificial intelligence than from the doctor, that you can have better surgery with robotics and artificial intelligence than with a human doctor. All these things are going to accelerate. I personally believe you're going to see both breakthroughs on things like Alzheimer's, because I think the amount of computational power is getting big enough that we're going to see real breakthroughs in understanding how the human brain works. And it's important to remember, it's the combination of biology and computing, which enabled us to have such dramatic breakthroughs with the COVID vaccines. 20, 30, 40 years ago, we couldn't have done it physically. Now we both have models of DNA. We have systems of analysis. We have ability to run all sorts of models And this is true, by the way, with aircraft, where you now have literally a wind tunnel in a computer. And the computer can, with stunning accuracy, tell you how different designs will work. And you can do years of work in an afternoon because of this kind of computational power. All of these things are going to come together, and they're going to change winners and losers. We're going to be in a world where relatively small countries, countries the size of Iran or Venezuela could have a military capability much more dangerous than anything you would have thought of 20 or 30 years ago. All of that will have an effect. If you look out for 10 years, it's almost certain that the gray world will be bigger than ever. And by gray world, I mean all of the illegal criminal behaviors that are the underside of the global economy, human trafficking, which is a huge industry. People don't realize that there are at least a million people a year sold into slavery somewhere around the world, about 98% of them female, almost all of it involving prostitution. People don't realize that in addition to that, you have, of course, drugs. But in addition to two of those, you have illegal weapons. And then you have illegal transportation. Who gets paid to bring your illegal product, whether it's a human being or a drug or a weapon, across the border? And then you have illegal finance, because all of that is happening simultaneously. And I think that's something you have to really think about. All In my mind, all of these things are going to be going on at once. And we're going to find that there'll be entire countries 
One of them is probably Venezuela, which essentially will be gray world countries. That is, virtually everything in the country will be illegal, but will be legal in terms of the local government, which will protect the illegal. And we're not really prepared to think through living in that kind of world. Meanwhile, back in the United States, we face a core crisis, which I think will be unavoidable. And I'll give you a couple examples. We've built an edifice of enormously expensive colleges and universities. And we've built them in such a way that it requires two distortions. One distortion is a student loan program in which the future basically gets indebted to the present and in which middle class and upper middle class students get to borrow lots of money to stay in college longer while taking fewer courses as the colleges raise their costs because the professors have a natural desire to have the highest possible salary, the smallest possible amount of work, and the administrators would like to have the maximum number of administrators. And so as long as the government's willing to subsidize it, they're just gonna keep raising tuition and fees and other things. And this has been a cycle we've been in now for 30 years, and which is clearly moving towards bankruptcy. If you look at the over a trillion dollars in student loan debt. At the same time, many of our best universities have built a very large part of their portfolio on foreign students. In fact, there are probably 40 or 50 universities that absolutely have to have Chinese students in order to be able to meet budget. Now, as you look at all this, as college gets more expensive and less necessary because more companies are beginning to say to people, look, you know, if you can do the job, just come to work for me. You don't necessarily have to have a degree. We'll get you the skills. We'll use online learning. We'll use apprenticeships. We'll use a lot of different ways so that you can go ahead and start earning a living right now. We have far too many people paying far too much money to go to schools from which they will get no economic advantage. You could go out and become a welder, go to work in the oil and gas industry, make $160,000 a year do all of it with just two years of education. And at the end of five years, you're so much better off than your sister or brother or cousin who borrowed all that money, got a degree for a program that will pay them $60,000 a year, and now has this huge debt hanging over them. And so I think you're going to see a real transition towards people who just decide to go and earn a living and acquire the skills they need as the degrees become less and less important. So the university is going to find it harder to fill up with Americans. And you'll see this, by the way, if you watch advertising. When I land in a lot of airports, there are three or four big ads for local universities because they're desperate to attract students. At the same time, if they suddenly don't get foreign students, because they charge foreign students as a rule more than they charge American students. And so I think you're going to see an enormous cash crunch in higher education as part of the next decade. Lastly, there's going to be an enormous fight between the teachers' unions and government employee unions in general and the need to rationalize the system and make it effective. When you learn how much we're paying, and of course this will be highlighted by the consequence of COVID and the numbers of billions and billions of dollars we paid to teachers to not show up and the number of students who did not get an education. And as it sinks in that we can't possibly compete with China with the current education system, And we will have an enormous national security pressure 
to profoundly reform the various unionized schools, and the unions will fight it. This will be one of the most bitter, intense fights of the 20s. And I think the fate of America may depend on winning that fight. So as you look at all this, I just kind of wanted to get you to be thinking about all these things. And then finally, I just want to say that I was an optimist when President Trump announced we're going to go to the moon and to Mars. And I was an optimist when Vice President Pence gave an amazing speech at Huntsville on getting there. I have gradually become a pessimist, and I believe the odds now are that the Chinese will get there before us, unless we're saved by people like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos on a purely private basis. Because I think that NASA's bureaucracy, combined with congressional pork barrel, has crippled the ability of the United States to spend money in a rational way. And I don't think that it's very likely that we're going to see that continue. So I think that what you're going to find is that the momentum that's there, that's real, that would be amazing, that should happen, may well get undercut. And if it does get undercut, you should expect to see the Chinese become the dominant force in space. And that would have both psychological and diplomatic implications as well as military implications. So I think the decade of the 20s is going to be the decade of huge challenges, the decade of huge choices, and the decade of either America once again reinventing itself and becoming the leading entrepreneurial dynamic country in the world, or the decade in which the Americans decided it was just all too hard and they basically relaxed in a long period of living off their pensions, golfing and hoping that the Chinese didn't notice them too soon. So it's going to be exciting and I'll be reporting about it regularly and trying to get people to think longer than just the next 30 second conversation on talk radio. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Debbie Myers, our producer is Garnsey Sloan, and our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Kendall. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. 
Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.